Would you all join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we pray that you would speak, that you would send your spirit into this place, open our hearts and our ears to hear your word, that you would remove distractions from us so that your word would be spoken in truth. Guard us in your spirit, lead us in your love by your son. In his name we pray, amen. Jesus is at the heart of it all. Now, in the scripture that we read today, it's always interesting coming in to look at what scripture there is set out within our lectionary to read and to preach on because there's four verses. Four verses, that's all we got for Pastor Bob and I to look at and say, all right, what message are we going to bring on this morning? But see, it's four very important verses. It's four verses stuck in the middle of a narrative, in the middle of a story, in previous To those four verses, Jesus has been traveling and casting out demons and teaching and speaking. He's been in the area of Galilee, up in the north of Israel. He's been up around the sea, up around his hometown, and he's journeying and making his way through the lands. And then as he's traveling, the Pharisees come. Slightly different than the Pharisees were used to in the city. I've heard it explained before. There's the city Pharisees and the country Pharisees. These are the Pharisees that are out in the country. They, whether they were coming to warn him or whether they were coming you know, for his care or not, they come with a word of warning and they say, get out of here. You need to go a different way. Herod wants to kill you. right at the heart of this moment, in the middle of his teaching and everything that's gone on before. And as we read later on after this moment, he continues doing the same thing he was, casting out demons and teaching and speaking. But in this moment, at the heart of it all, right here, we hear Jesus as prophet. And we're used to thinking of Jesus as our priest, the one who is there with a high sacrifice for us. We're used to thinking of Jesus as king over all creation, and we're used to thinking of Jesus as savior. But in this moment, at the heart of this message, Jesus has a word of prophecy, because he is our prophet, priest, and king. And he says, well, you go tell Herod You go tell Herod, that fox, that nothing is going to stop me. You see, today I've got to do what i got to do, and tomorrow I'm going to keep doing what i got to keep doing, and the third day after that, I'm going to finish my course. I'll be done. But it's necessary for me to keep going, and there's nothing that's going to stop me. Now that word fox for Herod is an interesting one, too. We think of it in our day and age, how we hear that word, and we think of fox, and we think of how it's used in Aesop's fables. We think of how it's used throughout history in a lot of literature, a fox being cunning and sly and trying to figure out a way through something or around something. And there's validity to that. In Scripture, in the Old Testament, as well as in New Testament sections, uh, that idea of fox, that word in the language that's used for fox is also used for a jackal or a hyena, a scavenger, a kind of useless animal, 
something that thrives upon the death of another, something that you can scare away by throwing rocks at it, something that is not really a threat but just roams around in sort of a useless way. So however Jesus is using it, however Jesus is looking at Herod, Herod is not going to stop what Jesus has to do. Because as Jesus is called into this world of sin, this world that is corrupted by sin, as Jesus is on his mission in the heart of this journey, he looks at Jerusalem and he says that city should be the heart of peace. That city that receives prophets, that receives God's word and kills them. It's in the heart of that city that I have to go. It's in the heart of that city where I need to be. It's in the heart of that city. So Herod, you're not going to keep me away. Threats of death, that's not going to keep me away because the heart of what I have to do is there. And Jesus' heart is for that city. He laments over Jerusalem. He looks at the city that holds the house of God, the city where God has made his presence be in the temple. He looks at this city and he says, how long would we have gathered you? Gathered you under my wings, provided for you, taken care of you. Jerusalem, my heart, is for you. And that's where he heads. Now look at the world around you. Look at the world around you that hears God's word and pushes it off. That hears God's word and rejects it. That hears God's word and sends it somewhere else. See, God removed his presence from that temple in the midst of Jerusalem as that temple fell and it was in Jesus. Now, has Jesus stopped speaking? Well, no. We heard his word today. He gathers you here in this place to hear his word. He sends you out from here with his word on your lips to proclaim it to all those that he brings into your life. Jesus hasn't stopped speaking. He's still at the heart of it all, and his heart is for his creation. His heart is for you. No matter what was in front of Jesus, he was going to the cross. No matter what came in the way, he knew where he had to go. He knew what the mission was. His heart was there. And as he hung upon that cross, his heart remained with the people that were crucifying him. And he didn't say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken them? He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As I've taken upon their sin, I've taken upon all the things that they did to separate themselves from you so that you, God, would still have a relationship with them. His heart is in the middle of it all, right there for his people. And we look at the things that happened in New Zealand in the middle of a mosque. We look at the shootings that go on and we pray And we're brokenhearted for the people that have a loss of family and grieve in that moment as people were stripped away from them. And we pray for God's word to be spoken 
into lives that have rejected it for so long. So though you in this moment are not Jerusalem having rejected God's word, you are people of Easter. We're in Lent now walking towards Easter, but every little Sunday is an Easter. On the Wednesday nights, we've said Wednesday nights are of Lent and Sundays are in Lent. <clears throat> There's a difference. Wednesday nights, we reflect upon the sin that drove Christ to the cross and Sundays. We hear that portion, but then we hear the beautiful portion as well. The beautiful promise that God, through his Son, has forgiven you of your sins. Because at the heart of it all, God loves his creation. At the heart of it all, God has redeemed his creation. At the heart of it all is Christ not hanging on a cross, but walking out of an empty tomb on Easter morning. And continuing to walk in his creation. A blessed promise that as Jerusalem saw Jesus come into its midst to the hails of blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, there's a day coming where Christ will come again. And all of creation will say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord as heaven is brought back to earth and creation is restored and Jesus walks in the center of it all. Because life is found in him and nowhere else as he pours out his heart for his creation, as he pours out his heart for you. Amen. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son to be in the midst of your creation, to be in the heart and center of it all, so that we would hear your word in real time as witnesses point to it. As we see where you have walked in history, we pray, Father, that you continually keep our eyes focused upon Jesus, our prophet, our priest, our king, our savior. So that as we go from this place, we would speak your words of love and forgiveness into the ears of a world that need to hear it. In your son Jesus' name, amen.